Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. I had wanted to return to our our vigorous debate from last week regarding whether it's uh, smart to have one's young athlete specialize in one sport at an early age. And I promise we will return to this uh, important discussion very soon, uh, maybe even as soon as, as next Sunday. But unfortunately, a couple of major stories jumped into the news over the last few days, and I, I felt compelled to talk about them this morning and the implications from each of these disturbing incidents. And <laughs> what's so exasperating is that both of these events deal with topics that we have just talked about on recent shows. Now, the first one has to do with yet another incident of racial taunting, which apparently took place at a middle school track meet. A, a member of the Pearl River Middle School track team allegedly used the N-word and was directed at a black opponent from Nyack uh, Middle School. And this, this track meet took place apparently at Suffern Middle School up in Rockland County. Um, when the Nyack athlete told their coach about what had happened, uh, the Nyack coach simply decided to remove the team from the track meet. And I'll have more on this in a moment. The other story is uh, yet another incident of angry spectators physically attacking a baseball umpire after a high school baseball game. This took place out in Carmichael, California, after a close high school playoff contest. Some of the parents on the losing team confronted the ump who had called the, the winning run safe on a close play at the plate. It was a game-winning run. There is video online, both of the parents uh, beating the umpire in the parking lot. There's also video of the play in question at the plate, which, by the way, from my estimation, the umpire did indeed made the right call. Uh, this was a playoff game between uh, Del Campo High School and Buhack Colony High School. Anyhow, I, I just read last night that the parents who attacked the ump have now been officially banned from attending any more games in the current playoffs. And the umps who work these games are now going to be escorted by security guards to and from the field. 
I want to come back to this uh, this abhorrent sports behavior, uh, sports parenting behavior later on in the hour. But first, I, I want to get to this latest incident uh, involving Pearl River. And of course, we'll take your calls about this at 877-337-6666. You remember how outraged we were to have heard and seen the video of high school students at Pearl River High School making monkey and ape noises when visiting black basketball players from Nyack High School were shooting free throws in a game. This was back in the middle of February of this year. And as you might recall, from all accounts, not only was very little done to punish or to educate these kids in Pearl River, there was actually a certain amount of, of sentiment from some of the parents at Pearl River at a school board meeting that this incident was really just being blown out of proportion, just kids being kids, and that was no big deal. Well, now there's more to the story, and, and it's not in a good way. This past week, the uh, superintendent of Pearl River Schools, uh, Dr. Marco uh, Pochentesta, has come forward and he published a strong letter saying that the Pearl River School District and community needs to do more to educate its students about uh, inclusion. Uh, the superintendent did this because there was yet another incident of, of racial taunting that occurred, as I mentioned, at a middle school track meet, um, where a seventh grader from Pearl River Middle School allegedly used the N-word against a competing black athlete from Nyack Middle School. And even worse, there's also word that some other act of racial taunting had occurred earlier involving Pearl River's middle school track team a week uh, before this incident, also aimed at, at NIAC students. Again, the, the details are all a bit murky and hazy, as you might imagine, uh, but the point is, whatever happened that did, did take place, there was obviously a strong reaction from the NIAC, uh, from uh, both the Pearl River superintendent and also from the NIAC school superintendent. As you might imagine, the NIAC school superintendent uh, he was just absolutely shocked uh, at what was going on. Um, back to Dr. Marco Pochentesta, his letter said that, uh, quote, anti-black remarks during this month's events and those actions have led to serious consequences for the students, meaning he's obviously taken some action to punish the kids involved and to do more. But what those steps are, it's hard to sort of figure out. Again, the Nyack School Superintendent, uh, Yudis Budhai, sent out a letter saying, quote, the district is pressing for expedited action and accountability from the Pearl River School District while exploring all legal recourse possible to safeguard our athletes from any future acts of racism and emotional harm. Again, this is all very distressing because, as I mentioned, back in February, uh, this came, same kind of racial nonsense took place at a high school basketball game between Pearl River and Nyack. Now, the Nyack school officials are saying they're looking for any and all options that are available to them to see what they can do from their end because, after all, they, they, they think they're just being victimized here, and, and uh, rightly so. Um, anyhow, what's also very concerning here is that even though Pearl River has said they are in the process of forming a an equity task force to address these issues but you know the fact is apparently this was started back in uh, mid-february it's now three months later and from all accounts not much has really moved forward it's kind of curious as to what's taken Pearl River so long to to take this situation seriously I mean the, the fact is very few people, if anybody, has been held accountable. Um, and honestly, you know, we know that Pearl River is uh, more than 72% uh, all white in terms of its students. Um, and again, this incident 
uh, did not involve high school students, but middle school athletes. And clearly, we all know what happened uh, with the, 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 the horrible tra- the tragedy with Buffalo, where a high school student uh, started to write a manifesto of racial hate when he was 17, and no one seemed to notice or intervene. So we have to take this quite seriously. I mean, what, what is, what's going to happen here? What, what, what's the next step? And I'm looking for answers and solutions here. Where is the accountability? Where is the responsibility? You know, sometimes you have to really sit down with your kids and sort of explain to them what's right and what's wrong in terms of, of behavior and let them know that there are serious, serious consequences for their actions and for their words. And look, we all know that kids can say and do stupid things especially teenagers. But that's when serious education and, and some serious discipline really have to be doled out and enforced. Now, as for NIAC, uh, and I understand this is already in the process of happening, they're, they're asking Section 1, Section 1 is the governing body for, for Rockland County and Westchester and a few other counties, the Athletic uh, uh, Advisory Council, um, if there's any way that they can remove Pearl River uh, and from their athletic schedule, so that Nyack doesn't have to play Pearl River anymore in sports. I mean, that's, that's a pretty strong sentiment, a pretty strong move, but it's something that's certainly being considered because of light of this repeated situation between from Pearl River at the high school and middle school level. 877-337-6666. I want to get into this right away. Let's talk about this because a lot of issues to discuss. Let's uh, start our conversation this morning with, uh, with Ed Ward over in Elizabeth. Hey, Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? I'm actually at a at a baseball game already this morning. So uh, <laughs> a little early, but the so weather's good. So. Early, early riser, yeah. Uh, at, like you know, what's amazing, Rick, about the racial overtone? The Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson yesterday. You, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, just for the the benefit of our listeners who may not be aware of that, Ed, apparently uh, Josh Donaldson uh, greeted or was making conversation during the game uh, with Tim Anderson of the White Sox, who happens to be uh, black, and, and Josh Donaldson re- referred to him by calling him Jackie. And, um, you know, depending on who, who you have, the history of this and so on and so forth, but the fact of the matter is that's not in dispute, that Josh thought it was just being friendly, referring obviously to Tim Anderson as a reference to Jackie Robinson. But Tim Anderson thought it was, took it in just a totally wrong way. He said, no, he said, no, I, don't, I, I think it's racist. Absolutely. He was singling me out. So, again, there's a tremendous amount of sensitivity about, about race relations in this country. And as you said, Ed, you know, it, it, the fact is maybe Josh Donaldson didn't mean anything by that. Maybe he just figured that's something he likes to, that he and Tim have a very strong relationship. I have no idea. But obviously the right. fact is it was, it was not smart to have said that in light of what's going on these days in this country. I, I agree with you on that. But the thing with that is why didn't Tim Anderson say it sooner? You know, evidently, if you listen to the post-game report, uh, Josh Donaldson said he started calling him after 2019 after the Sports Illustrated article came yeah. out. But you know I, think, I mean, Tim did say that. And I mean, who knows? I mean, the fact is, and maybe it was that both you know benches uh, came out and and they got into a push-upping match. But again, come on, Josh, really look around, read the headlines. Uh, this is not smart. I mean, why would you do something like that? I mean, just call him Tim. No, but, That's his but, name. You know. I agree with you, but again, somehow we we gotta ha- this racial tension stuff is getting out of control um, with everything, and um, I just hope. We as a country 
can start, be, you know, start being smart, and no matter what uh, skin color, nationality, or whatever, uh, we can all become friends again. Because this is what's leading to, I think, the wackiness of parents being nuts at baseball games. You know, like you said, attacking umpires. If we could just change everything, you know, everyone's got to agree to getting together and maybe find find out what's the right thing to do. I think a lot of this stuff will definitely stop. Well, Ed, I, I agree with you, uh, and I'll, I'll let you get back to the game. <laughs> I am impressed you guys are playing playing games at early on a Sunday morning because I said at least it's, uh, the weather is good. Uh, thank you for the call, Ed. You know, and that is the that is the sort of the bottom line. We're going to have to find a way, especially for our kids and our athletes, to be able to communicate uh, in a very direct uh, and a very sensitive manner uh, with other kids from not only their own team but from other teams. So that you know all this all this concerns about uh, you know racial sensitivity that's all worked out and we got we, that's that is where we want to go with all this and honestly we seem to be going in the opposite direction and and uh, you know again I was I was not a witness to any of these events that happened in Pearl River but clearly they 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 seem to be multiplying to the point where something has to be done and this is all about education whether it comes from the school or from the parents, uh, but something has to be done because, uh, again, uh, chances are uh, chances are likely that it, it's not just happening in Pearl River, but it's happening in schools and communities all over all over the area, and that that is my concern. Let me let me take a break. When I return, I want to talk about this because obviously this is a big big issue for sports parents everywhere. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're taking calls this morning about what do we need to do regarding uh, high school 
students and middle school students and racial taunting at sporting events. And, and you know, you can call me. I'm eager to get your thoughts and ideas at 877-337-6666. Look, there's no question uh, when a kid wears the school colors, uh, of their high school or middle school and goes to compete uh, in an event, um, whether it's a track and field meet or, you know, basketball, whatever it might be, you are basically, that kid is representing the school. Uh, and, and obviously we want the kids to understand not only to wear their school colors with great pride, but also to behave in a way that is befitting that the, the school district wants their image to be to be polished and, and professional and, and look, you know, with great pride. So when these things happen, uh, you know, it, it, the whole thing sort of falls apart. And obviously people, you know, get uh, very, very upset, understandably. Uh, it, just, it just sort of spirals out of control. The question then becomes one of, okay, what are we going to do about this? What happens? next um, you know how are we going to correct this is this is this just the the responsibility of the school district and the teachers and the coaches to educate these kids uh, to oversee and monitor them and, and to explain to them about cultural differences and racial sensitivity uh, is there I mean is that just I mean to me that obviously would be the first step if uh, in Pearl River. But again, I, you know, I, I just don't know. The other question, of course, is whether or not this is not so much the, the teacher's responsibility, the coach's responsibility, but it's, it's, is it part of just basic parenting responsibility? I mean, do, <laughs> think about that. Do we assume as, as sports parents that it's up to our kids' teachers and coaches to educate our kids about cultural sensitivity? I mean, we know from basic psychology 101 that our kids, you know, they mirror us. They learn from us, their parents, when it comes to behavior patterns and, and dealing with uh, frustration and adversity and so forth and so on. So the question is, who, who has to take step up here and, and, and take charge of this? I mean, it, it's, it's a very, very uh, disconcerting situation. And, and I'm, I, as I said, uh, I, I don't really know you know what Pearl River is doing they talk about some forming some sort of uh, some sort of task uh, equity equity task force but it hasn't really kicked in yet is there any responsibility is there any accountability are kids being punished are they, are they being explained as to why this was uh, bad aberrant behavior it's, it's a very very difficult kind of predicament to be in 877-337-6666 let's go to uh, Jack Smithland over in Farallon Jack, I'm, you know, I know that you spent your entire career as an educator and as a coach. Um, tell, tell me your thoughts about uh, uh, the situation and, and what do you think should be done, uh, if anything, in this kind of uh, you know, horrible situation over in Pearl River. And, and quite frankly, I'm sure it happens in other school districts as well. You know, Rick. Every time, every time that there's a story pops up, I think Pearl River is the is is the mainliner here. So, you know, one of the things that I, I've always learned and I've understand is that education starts at home. And you know what? Maybe it's the old, the, the old scenario of the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So, you know, like you said in one of, one of our discussions that, you know, maybe the administrators are afraid of the parents. Maybe they're just afraid of what's going to happen, you know, if they do pursue it. But listen, I know it's tough to punish the innocent kids at Pearl River. All right. 
But my suggestion is to remove all after-school sports activities at the middle and high school levels until the administrators start acting like administrators and start doing what they're supposed to do as educators. Remember, administrators were once probably educators also. Mm -hmm. So they've got to keep educating. You know, it's ridiculous. And if the action is not taken, remove the administrators from, from the school system. You know, this is something that's happened many times in many communities where administrators aren't doing their jobs. And instead of the people going after the coaches and the teachers, they should start going after these administrators. You know what? The athletic conferences should also step in. You mentioned that before. They have the right to remove a team from the schedule. And if they don't have the, re uh, the right to do that, then why not take a forfeit? Isn't a forfeit more important? Isn't, you know, is a forfeit more important than a lesson? A lesson is so important right here. And you know what, Rick? You and I have discussed this, and I, there's something that I say to my kids every single day. My high school kids, my elementary kids that I do lessons with, and my college kids, especially my college kids, because they're the ones that are leaving school, going into their real life. And I say this to them almost every single day, Rick. I have something that is very important to them. Mm -hmm. I tell them to surround, surround themselves with good people. Make good choices. Do what's right, and last but not least, be a nice person. Why can't we just be nice? Why does you know? One of my one of my colleagues one of my colleagues said to me the other day, you know, if Pearl River had two or three black people, black athletes on their team, would they be doing the same thing? Would they be still yelling the same racial comments that they they seem to be very common with, be very comfortable with? I mean, that's something that. You know, I, I, I would like to know. And you know what? It's a situation where people have to be reprimanded. There has to be punishments. Like you said, this was back in February in a basketball game, and still the same acts are happening. You know what? I don't get it. I think that well, let me, the whole well, school system is, is, is completely outrageous. So. Let me just take this from the, uh, you know, the other perspective. Um, and that being that, okay, now you mentioned, of course, about forfeits and, and whatever. Uh, is it fair? And I, I know what you're going to say, Jack. I, I know what you're going to say. But is it fair to penalize all the other athletes who you know, may not be in any way, uh, you know, agree with the egregious behavior of one or two of their teammates um, but they or, or classmates? But the fact is, is it fair to punish them for the the uh, the acts, uh, the miscreant acts of, of other people in their school. Um, so why you know is it fair to, to I mean if your if your son or daughter came home and said well they canceled uh, my game for this coming weekend because some some knucklehead said some really horrible things is that fair to that that kid and the rest of the kids who weren't involved in this. Um, that, no. that's, and no. I know you're going to say, sometimes you've got to basically say, look, we have to sort of, uh, you know, bite the bullet here and understand that we're, we're being taught a lesson about what's going on in real life. Um, but you, and, you, go on, go on, answer that, answer that, that, no, that perspective. You know what, Rick, and I understand what you're saying, and no, it is not fair. It is definitely not fair. But I'm going to tell you something. Being a teacher, I saw kids being pressured many times in, in my life as a teacher, okay, and as a, as a coach. And you know what the, the most dominating pressure there is? Is peer pressure, yep. okay? I mean, when, when a teacher pressures a kid, yeah, okay, okay, Mrs. Jones, you're right, and he walks away and he forgets everything. But when his friends are pressuring him and his people that he 
associates with associates with every single day of his life, that's a pressure that you got to deal with. And you know what? By doing it that way, by removing all, listen, they're not acting appropriately. They're causing problems. And like you said, I believe at the beginning of the show that there are kids out there that have these 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 racist backgrounds, and that 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 kind of grows to to worse things in the future. Yep. Like the, like like the shooting up in Buffalo. Yep. This kid had a history of this. Okay. Now I'm not saying these kids in Pearl River have a history of this or will have a history of this, but it is likely that it could happen, you know? And these kids, out of the 15 or 10 or free or whatever amount of kids that are causing these problems, if it's the same ones, it should have been dealt with in February. But now, from what we gather, it's at the middle school level. And then next, it's going to be at the elementary school level. Things have to be done. And the administration's letting it get out of hand. And they're waiting, you know, it's the end of the school year. What are you going to do at the end of the school year? Nothing. You got to wait until September to actually do something. So they're way behind in their actions, and they got to they got to step up. They got to start actually doing something about this and removing these kids. You know, I don't know if it's the athletes. And like you said, you know my answer. You knew exactly what I was going to say. It is not fair, but something has to be done. And how are we going to do it? How are we going to convince this community that what they're doing or the people in their community are doing are causing big-time problems and maybe big-time problems in the future. Yeah, Peer Jack, pressure, I'm going to tell you, is a big, is, is a big plus. Yeah, Jack, I, 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 um, well, I think what really caught my eye on this situation is, as you said, this was – this, this latest uh, couple of incidents were at the middle school level, uh, and and you know that that sort of suggests to me that maybe there's a sort of a growing or ingrained sense a culture that these kids are thinking well that's okay because uh, look they were making monkey noises at a high school basketball game and nothing happened to those kids. The reason why because exactly. they, the, the administration said they couldn't pinpoint who the kids were who were making the, the racist noises. So, you know, nothing really happened. Nobody got punished or, or, or talked to or, or basically confronted. And so now it sort, of, it sort of cascades down to the middle school level where a, a kid is a, competitor, a competitor and uses the N-word against a kid from an opposing school. I mean, this is, this is alarm bells are going off to me. This is like, we got to do something because obviously – uh, we're, we're just basically letting these kids think that's okay, we'll move on. So the, so the superintendent puts out a strong letter saying we obviously uh, deplore this and so on and so forth. But again, okay, now what are you guys going to do? Are, are you bringing the, the, the teachers together at the middle school and at high school level and say, let's, let's figure out how we're going to confront this because we have a growing problem? Or do you talk to the, the community and bring the parents together and say, we've got a problem here because if this goes unchecked, uh, obviously only bad things are going to continue to happen and and um, we have to really step up and do the right thing i, I just it, it's that big a concern jack let me uh, thank you as always for the call i appreciate your thoughts and comments as always let me move on here um friends i again i, I want to get your thoughts and comments about this because i think this is unfortunately uh right there with us today and and it's something that has to be addressed and addressed quickly and again we're happy to be focusing on pearl river but again, I have a fear that this happens pretty much in a lot of school districts and communities around here and around the country. 877-337-6666. When I return, we'll continue with our conversation. Stay with me. A reminder, you can always follow me on Twitter at AskCoachWolf, and you can check out uh, my uh, previous shows on AskCoachWolf.com, or you can go to FWFAN.com. 
and find the link there to uh, to podcasts. Uh, one note before we get back to our calls, I do want to pause and salute one of the greatest baseball writers of our time, that being Roger Angel, who passed this week at the age of 101. I had the very distinct privilege to have served as the editor of a book that Roger wrote with David Cohn. The book was called A Pitcher's Story, and it focused on the uh, cerebral approach to pitching by Cohn as he related it to Roger Angel. Now, Roger took sports writing to a higher level. He was just truly gifted and, quite frankly, a joy, great fun to read if you're a baseball fan. Uh, I mean, he, he had a very, very distinguished career. He was honored for his life work in both the American Academy of Arts and Letters and also he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good and pretty rare combination. And, and, you know, one of his better accounts was of the 1981 Yale-St. John's game, which featured uh, the pitching matchup between Ron Darling and Frank Viola. Uh, that piece ran in New Yorker, where, of course, Angel worked for, for many, many decades. That account uh, of the Yale-St. John's game is one of the all-time baseball classics. You can find it by Googling Smokey Joe Wood, uh, Smokey, who was in his 90s at the time, and had pitched for the Red Sox back in the day, sat with Roger Angel throughout that game. It's just a marvelous, marvelous dialogue. Okay, let's get back to our calls about what's happening, what we should do with our kids today, and, and trying to educate them about racial taunting. Let's go to uh, Bruce in Madison, who's been waiting patiently. Bruce, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Well, thank you, Rick. Uh, <laughs> It's been interesting to hear all of this. I, now I'm I'm 79. I've lived through a lot, you know, the, the 50s, 60s. But I remember when I was a kid, you know, if you came home and said, "Well, you know, Johnny said this, you know, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt you." I think we've become so super sensitized that, that it's it's almost getting to the the absurd. To me, if you took that kid, threw him off the team. Through, banned him from all athletic events, all right, sent him home for a month, you know, let him go Zoom classes or whatever, and then, you know, have a, have a, have a, get the, get the kids together in the auditorium and give them a real lesson in what you can and can't do. And I think that would have been more effective than, I mean, my goodness, they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, league sanctions and, you know, the, I just think it, it's being overdone. Yeah, Bruce, I hear you about sticks and stones, uh, but when, when we have a repeated pattern of this kind of behavior, and then we have kids who are in middle school using the N-word, and, you know, even back in the day when we were growing up, that was not never allowed, never accepted. That's, that's crossing the line. Um, so, this, 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 as I said, this sends off alarm bells that either somebody somewhere has to step up uh, within the school or the, or the community at large or the parents got to say, what are we doing? What are we teaching our kids here uh, in terms of right and wrong behavior? And I, I just think that um, because the school district doesn't seem to have any real direction as to what they're trying to do in terms of trying to correct this this kind of behavior, I mean, it's a real problem. And, and um, that's what bothers me. And I think we all are worried about what this means down the road if it's not stopped, if it's not checked. Um, but I hear what you're saying. There, there, are, there are teenagers do, as I said before, teenagers do uh, and say stupid things. That's why they're teenagers. 
but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be stopped and corrected and taught, uh, you know, and, you know, we've got to understand this is un unacceptable. And if it means there has to be discipline involved, so be it. But you've got to get the point across and nip it in the bud. And apparently, we're not seeing that happening. Bruce, th thanks for the call this morning. Let me, let me move on to, uh, let me go to Jim in, uh, in Lincoln Park. Hey, Jim, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Um, just as a preface, I coach varsity baseball up here in, uh, in North Jersey for 35 years at Northern New Jersey Technical School. And uh, we were mostly Hispanic and African-American kids on my team. We had pretty good teams. Uh -huh. But there were two or three places that we went to. For example, and I'm not going to name the school, but I'm coaching third base, and I hear parents and kids saying racial slurs in Spanish, using a racial slur in a Spanish word. Yep. And I also heard it, uh, we had, our kids were called monkeys one day uh -huh. by, an opposing, by an opposing parent. And in both cases, the first thing I did was walk down the third base line, confronted the opposing coach, and of course he didn't hear a thing. <laughs> so I grabbed the umpire and told him what was going on, and he didn't hear a thing. And it continued, and it continued for years and years and years. And it was very difficult to coach under those circumstances, knowing that, you know, it wasn't a game between us and them. It was a racial thing. And that upset me so much. Everywhere we went, we were in a, I'm going to say it like it is, Rick, we were in a mostly white league. Yeah. Okay? And we were a big school. We were looked down upon because we were in a, in a small school league. But nonetheless, it happened when we switched leagues. We went to another bigger conference to play schools our size. And the same thing happened. And it makes me sick to think that people, people just, they don't see baseball players, they don't see athletes, they see color. And you know what, it's, just, it's disgusting, and it goes on today, as, as you said before, uh, with, with the chants from, uh, from the crowd. And I just, I don't see any end to it, I really don't. I mean, you know, if the coach is going to ignore it, and the, and the officials are going to ignore it, and we even made a phone call to the athletic director, and of course, do you know who it was? Well, how would I know who it was? <laughs> They're not from my school. Yet, when, when, when opposing teams came to our place, and I'm not going to paint myself as an angel, but I will say this, our dugout was the third base side, and so was our stance, so or our stance. And when I heard any student from our school say something, I'd nip it in the butt immediately. You know? And, and it's just, it's, 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 I don't think it's ever going to stop. I really don't. Jim, let me just read you a quick note, um, which uh, I, I just found this yesterday. Uh, uh, the seventh grade West Orange Knights boys basketball team will all be wearing T-shirts with the words "End Racism uh, and Equality" uh, during a tournament in Clark River over the weekend. It's this is being done to send a message to the Clark, New Jersey mayor Sal Bonacorso, who was heard on leaked audio recordings using racist language against the black community and sexist comments about female police officers. Mayor Bonacorso has apologized for his highly inappropriate language, but has refused to resign from his post. Again, the question of accountability and responsibility has to be asked, and that is, if we don't hold our adults, like a mayor, to be accountable for their racist and sexist comments. How do we get our kids to pay attention? And Jim, that's that sort of cuts right to the core of what you're talking about here. That you know, how do we, it's one thing to try to educate the kids, but if the parents don't see anything wrong with their behavior or what they're saying, it's it's really kind of a lose-lose situation all around. Well, my feeling is racist. You aren't born racist. 
you're taught racism. Correct. Okay. And 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 you know, I mean, if you see if you see young young children playing together, they don't see color. They just want someone their age to play with. Yep. And, and somehow this this thing got turned around where you know don't don't talk to the Spanish kids, don't talk to the black kids. It's it's amazing to me. Now I have six grandkids, and you know what? They've been around every color there is. They used to come to my games, one or two of them, when they were born, and they they don't see color. And I'm proud I'm proud of the grandkids for that. I'm proud of my daughter and my son for raising them the right way. But not everyone raises their kids the right way, unfortunately. Yeah, and I, as I said, it seems to be it's always been a problem. We're not we're not saying it was better back in the day. In fact, it was probably uh, even perhaps even worse. But it's not getting better today in our so-called more enlightened uh, society. Let uh, Jim, thank you for for chiming in this morning. Let me uh, let me move on to Long Island, where where Jack is standing by. Jack, uh, good morning. You're on the Sports good, Edge. Good morning. Good morning. You know, it's hitting a core what you're saying. I I'm 73. I grew up in Bed Stuy. My dad had a liquor store in Bed Stuy. Back in the 50s and 60s, that's really when the racial uh, uh, overtones really took place. Let me fast forward it. I have eight children, seven boys, one girl. I have 10 grandkids. Mm -hmm. I coached for 25 years, predominantly in Long Island, in the white area. It's unimportant where it was. And what would happen is, okay, you know, as uh, as the kids were five years old and then seven years old, and, you know, they're playing soccer, they're playing baseball, they're playing basketball. Okay, but now as they start to go into their travel, okay, and they travel to different areas, they get into the travel uh, soccer, travel baseball, travel basketball, and you'd hear the parents on the sidelines, okay, before, you know, during practice, over going into a a black area, it's going to be tough. And I would say to them, do you understand what you're you're, uh, uh, saying to your children that they should be afraid to walk in and play in a in a in a African American uh, 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 neighborhood. I said this this stems from you. This doesn't stem from the school, okay? Because the people that are in charge of the school were children at one time, and their parents taught them that, okay? Yeah, and what? Let me tell you what. And I've seen it firsthand for 25 years now my kids are from 48 to 27 and i have 10 grandkids and not one not one of my children are racist we had a tragedy about a month and a half ago okay uh my my wife passed away make a long story short they come to the funeral people come pay their respects okay of course african-american which were friendly with my children their tears were not black they were not white. They were for the, their their friends, yeah, parents, their mother who passed away. I believe in my heart that it's not the school's fault. It stems from well, when they were children. Jack, I, I, I hear you loud and clear, and I'm sorry for uh, for your loss, obviously. And you're right. I mean, people. We just want people to be people and recognize as such. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Look. Um, there is it's it's like a dual responsibility here i mean as as uh, one of the callers said before uh kids are not born to be racist kids learn that behavior and, and that's something they learn either at home or they learn you know on the streets or in school but the fact of the matter is wherever they learn it somebody somewhere has to have the guts and the courage to correct them and to say no nah, that's inappropriate we don't do that we don't say stuff like that I mean that's 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 the bottom line here. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Louie at Lindbergh. Hey Louie, good morning. You're on the fan. 
how I, uh, I truthfully believe that opposing team members should talk to each other uh, before the game starts. No communication leads to negative responses. I think that if people were allowed to speak to other people before the game starts, they would be much more friendly and uh, there, would be, there wouldn't be racial overtones. That's an interesting perspective. And, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, uh, you know, I've said on the show in the past that, you know, the, the, the professional leagues, uh, you know, everybody wants, obviously, to generate uh, a sense of rivalries, and this team hates that team and so on and so forth. And the fact is, professional athletes, Lou, as you know, they, they don't hate each other. They're, they, they're all in the same union. They're, in many cases, they were former teammates together in college or in the minors or some places. They don't – you watch pro athletes, even college athletes, they, they, uh, they do have great sportsmanship and great respect for each other because they are, in fact – it's some of the lines they they probably know each other as friends or colleagues, but if you don't have that kind of sensitivity to each other, uh, that kind of rapport, then you start to be you know you start to sort of say, well, um, I don't know this opponent. Uh, I know they want to defeat me or beat me or whatever. But so then all of a sudden you sort of find yourself going down a wrong pathway, which probably lends itself to, to making negative or, or racist comments. Uh, that, that's a that's a pretty good observation, Lou. I think I think that instead of looking at people as enemies, we should look at people as friends and get to know each other. And I think if we did this more often, especially before the game begins, everybody would be friendly and there wouldn't be all these racial overtones. You know, I, I'll take it a step further. Maybe even before you just, you know, as you said, there should be opportunities somehow where where these – Team uh, athletes from different schools, different uh, travel teams, whatever it might be. If there was some way of opportunity, they could all meet and congregate and get a chance to just converse with the opposition uh, maybe early in the year, perhaps at a scrimmage or, or at a get-together, so they can see for themselves that, yeah, I, 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 these are real people just like they are. These are real kids who have the same kind of aspirations and hopes and dreams. But they're not evil, and they're not people to be demeaned or, or say horrible things about. I, I think that's that's actually a pretty smart idea because in the end, you know, all the top athletes would tell you uh, after they play for a number of years uh, that they begin to realize that opposing players can often be their good guys and good friends, regardless of their of their racial background or, or economic status or or religion or anything else. It has just to do with just being a chance to communicate and interact. That's a, that's a really good thought, uh, Lou, and I, I thank you for for bringing that idea to uh, to my attention. I think that makes a lot of sense, you know? And, you know, I, I will say this. Maybe that's something that Pearl River ought to consider doing with NIAC. And just somehow figure out a way to have the athletes from the high school and the middle school just get together and talk amongst each other and converse and interact, and they can see for themselves that maybe they were, that uh, their, their thoughts and comments and stereotypes and prejudices are really off base. Let's start with that. Simple as that. That's something that's proactive and might make a lot of sense and really is something headed perhaps in the right direction. Okay. My thanks, of course, uh, to Ed Arzuman uh, for doing a great job and taking your calls and running the show. Mark Malusis is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge.
spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 